theme song. This is the Motion Pixels Podcast. I'm your co-host, August Meyer. Uh, August, say hello. Hello. Uh, joined by my lovely co-host, Matthew Rawlings. Uh, Matthew, say hello. Hello. And joined, once again, by the glamorous Uncle Dane, Dane Kevin Cook, the uh, baddest, current baddest boy of comedy. Uh, Dane, say hello. Hello. Uh, because this is the Motion, Motion Pixels Podcast. Uh, and uh, this week, as you can tell, the energy is electric. The opening <laughs> bit was a smash hit. And, uh, you know, I think we're in a really good place podcast wise. Uh, and I think we're going to roll with that energy into, you know, a very interesting discussion into Team Fortress 2's very weird, complex, but also extremely well designed, I think, weapon system. Uh, I think it's going to be an interesting discussion because it's something that has always stood out to me about TF2, that it has a very distinctive weapon system with the stats on each weapon really drastically changing uh, the game. And I know Matt had some questions that he wanted to get into with Dane specifically because Dane is, um, he's played TF2 a little bit. He knows his way around. Let's just say it's not his, it's not his first rodeo, folks. Uh, Matthew? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so, Mr. Dane, I've actually wanted to talk to you about this for quite a while now. I think, I don't know what video it was. I know your most recent video was talking about a weapon in the game, but there was some other video you put out, I think, like a month ago. Yeah. What was the last video you talked about, like, a weapon? Yeah, you... Oh, the Rescue Ranger, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, After seeing that one... And it kind of went over like how different a gun could make you play a class. It made me realize I had no idea how TF2 works. <laughs> so I kind of wanted to pick your brain about uh, how weapons in TF2 just change how you play a character. Because for the longest time, I thought it was just Demo Man that had a that had a weapon that could like change how you approach the game. And I don't think there's anything quite to the extent of Demo Man in TF2, but it after seeing your Rescue Ranger video, it made me think like, okay, so if this one gun can change how you play the gen the general engineer game loop, there's probably something like that for like the heavy or like the medic or something like that. So Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to uh talk some tea. <laughs> sure. Hey, Matt that actually sounds like a catchy segment title. <laughs> Talking tea. Talking tea. Was that a soundbite? Talking tea. <laughs> yeah, I have a, <laughs> I have a soundboard. Um, Wait, did you? Is this like a phrase known in the TF2 community, or is this like something you recorded just for this? I do. This is the, we're just now uh, on the cutting edge of this. Uh, phrase where we we just invented it so it's not I something th known to the tf2 community but we're 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 making waves yeah i think the community is going to respond to this in a, in a really big way this feels like you know okay this is actually a you know a good way to 
get people's uh, interest in a uh, you know discussion is with the shock value and the, the, yeah. the shock value of that reminds me of WAP WAP, which you know is a very popular uh, <laughs> nice song transition right now. Um, I'm not really trying to get into a discussion about it. I'm just saying like WAP powerful and uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think we're onto something similar. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so Dane, uh, back to talk and tea. Um, I wanted to know if you could just like point out there's like so many weapons, but uh-huh. for the longest time, like I thought like the only class I really ever played was like heavy. Right. So, yeah. And I know that the heavy has like at least two other mini guns. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's too little or, um, but there's like this big, like bronze one that I think like yeah. spun up slower and made you move slower. Yeah. Yeah. The um, breast beast. Yeah. And, and there's, I think there's some other one that I thought was really garbage. Um, <laughs> I always thought weapons were like that. Like that's like kind of like a minor tweak in yeah, my yeah. eyes. Like, yeah. I, and so most weapons are like that. Like what's a weapon I obviously don't know of about like heavy to start that just changes how you play heavy? Um, to be honest, heavy is not a very good example because uh, I don't know if you've heard about the the mythical heavy update you know anything about that oh yeah how it's it just never happened like the heavy's like the one class that hasn't been redone <laughs> yeah exactly they they had a in 2016 i think they had a a competition um it, it was alongside the meet your match update they also had a competition where you had to vote um for pyro or heavy to get the focus of the next update and everybody voted for pyro not everybody but most people voted for pyro because at the time pyro was in most need of balancing not necessarily like um to make the class more exciting but just because pyro uh was broken for a very long time like his pla- his flame particles were very uh unreliable like what you see with your flames isn't necessarily what you get because the flame animation doesn't match with the hitbox of the flames. So mm-hmm. everybody voted for Pyro for that reason. Well, not everybody, but most people did because they agreed that Pyro needed uh, the most balancing changes. But um, at the at the end, uh, Pyro won, so he got the, the Jungle Inferno update, which was like a jungle theme update, but also they at, added a bunch of new Pyro weapons and, and rebalanced him and stuff. Wait, this update was after the Pyrovision update? Yeah, Pyrovision update happened a long, long time ago. Oh, okay. I thought maybe that's when they re- re- reworked they did, it. So. They did a little bit, but it wasn't like a rework as much as it was just uh, adding new weapons and stuff. And uh, I think it was mostly just to coincide with the Meet the Pyro video. Um, okay. But Jungle Inferno came out and they said, good news, like we're going to do the heavy update also. Uh, but that hasn't happened for three years. <laughs> when was that? That was 20, 2017 is when they said that. Oh, boy. Yeah. So we're still waiting on a heavy update. And I think the consensus for heavy is people want more variations in ways that you can play heavy. Because currently, compared to a bunch of other classes, there isn't a whole lot of variations of what to do as heavy. You basically just spin your gun up and, and put your crosshair on people and, and shoot them. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. He's not really a great example. But there is... Um, a melee heavy option. There's a, a a weapon, or it's a food item rather, 
called the buffalo steak sandwich. It's just a <laughs> just a steak, um, and you eat that, and it makes it so you can't take your your um, mini gun out for I want to say like fifteen or twenty seconds, but your um, your melee hits do mini crits, right? Whoa! Mm-hmm. And so, so I just run around and hit people with my frying pan. Yeah, or you could use the uh, gloves. I think it's called the the KGB, the killing gloves, the killing boxing gloves or something. Killing the, gloves of boxing. Yeah, the killing gloves of boxing. Um, those will give you guaranteed crits for I think like five or eight seconds if you kill someone with them. So you can get the train going with the buffalo steak sandwich. You can give yourself mini crits so you can kill someone easier. And then after that, you'll get guaranteed crits as long as you go on like a, a killing spree. You can basically just crit a bunch of people. But um, I don't know. It's not very it's not very viable because it's quite easy to kill a heavy uh, who who isn't shooting at you. <laughs> so you'd have to be taken off off guard by a heavy like that. Like he'd basically have to be playing spy at that point. <laughs> it's like a spy that can't go. So it's invisible. like a meme build. In yeah, a way. it's very like... much a meme, but it is it is an option. Um, but there aren't very many viable ways to play heavy in a different way compared to other classes. But uh, almost every class has a has a, a weapon loadout or or even just a play style. Um, that may be that might be like encouraged by these weapons that that change the way that the class is played fundamentally. It's kind of are cool. there like diehard. Are there diehard heavy players? <laughs> That's another joke in the community is that there's like five heavy mains. I, like I that. love heavy. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I think heavy's fun. I just don't think very many people consider it their main class because he's so one dimensional. He's like the only. That's why it's comforting, you know? I shoot gun, I walk <laughs> <Yeah>. forward. <laughs> Little German man keeps me alive. I eat I'd a say, sandwich every now and then. I'd say that one of the strengths of Team Fortress 2 is that. All of the weapons do burst damage, and it's very satisfying. And, um, and not only do burst do they do burst damage, but they do a lot of damage for each individual shot, like shotguns, uh, rocket launchers, grenade pipes, and stuff. I mean, they you can pretty much like one, you can two or three shot most things in the game if you hit them. So it's like high risk, high reward. It's like you hit them, you you, you know you do half of their health and if you miss then you don't so it's kind of cool and fun and and uh, it makes combat interesting in that way but with heavy and to a lesser extent pyro uh, they don't really have any like single fire burst damage weapons so it's kind of strange uh having them in the in the game <laughs> it's uh is i don't know it's not as satisfying i, I don't think it's satisfying to like mow people down f- for sure but you need you need to mostly rely on your positioning for that yeah like finding a good choke or something yeah or like um or sneaking up on people or or being on the high ground or you know video game stuff okay so it sounds like these alternate ways that you can play all these characters have come from that character specific update um maybe there might be a, a few outliers but most of the weapons that are added for specific characters come they came as the result of an update focused on those characters but i mean those kinds of updates haven't happened for a very long time probably around yeah, a decade I, I also i i haven't really played tf2 since probably like i guess the most active i was when i played tf2 was like 2011 mm-hmm. or like even maybe even that's too soon 
Like I played a lot of TF2 when it was vanilla on my Xbox 360 oh, as part of the orange box, which yeah. and which is why all the items are crazy to me. Cause I, I did play on PC, so I got to see a bit and I think I played up to about the first pyro update that Pyrovision one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was cool. Yeah. But then after that, it's like, I've kind of been, I haven't really touched it since That's so now there's all this stuff and I don't <laughs> really know what the new items do. Cause I think of the game as kind of, and then that's another thing I kind of wanted to bring it to, so I guess I should just bring it up now. Um, it seems like the game now is just 100% different than when it launched. You know, like how you would play it vanilla where everybody just yeah. had like the roles all did specific things. And it seemed like that was a thing they started to go more towards afterwards where the items would tweak how you would want to play those roles yeah do you think that's kind of a like a, a good thing like do you yeah, i love it like uh i think it's given a, a lot of longevity game. to the game personally because uh yeah, i mean if you master the way vanilla scout is with this uh scatter gun and his pistol and his bat like it's kind of got a a, a finite skill ceiling to it i suppose or maybe like mm -hmm. maybe you like the idea of scout but his weapons are kind of boring to you. And then if you have a bunch of options for like different guns that do different things, then maybe you'll find a more fun way to play like uh, with the soda popper, which is more of like a, it's more bursty. I should say it's, it does a lot of damage, but you only have like a small clip. So like you can only really run up and pop someone really fast and then run away while you reload mm -hmm. as opposed to like pumping like, six shots in someone and jumping all around sustained burst damage i guess so like maybe somebody would get more uh more fun out of doing something like that so it, it kind of leaves all these options for people to to replay the game or or maybe fall in love with a class in a way that they didn't really understand could be possible before or something like that i don't know a question yeah, i have oh go ahead matt because uh, the way it kind of seems to me is like it's Almost like TF2's approach of adding a new character to the game, like having different ways to play these classes, um, but like in a much more slight way. And yeah. I was like, and I was wondering if you could like, besides like Demo Knight, which is essentially like a different character because um, yeah. the play style is so different. Are there any other characters that have somewhat of a similar kind of transformation when you use a different like? suite of items rather than their stock ones yeah like um huntsman sniper i think is a big one because like what you're is... not you're not scoping in on people anymore you're not standing in a sight line and and trying to wait for people to walk into your crosshair like you're much more of a medium range class and uh it's very much just an it's like an archery character at that point like it's not even not even really a sniper anymore like it's just like a Dude with the bow and arrow? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. And, it, and because the bow and arrow, you can still headshot people with it, and it still like can insta-kill people. It's still very much snipery in that way, but it the play style is completely different. And you have to, because it's a projectile and there's a travel time, you have to get used to the way that the bow works as a weapon. And uh, yeah, it's like a completely different character in that sense. Given, hmm. okay. I'm a, uh, I would say that the sniper, if, it, like, if you were to get good with the huntsman versus the same amount of good with a sniper rifle i'd say that the sniper rifle is just a better gun in general because you have much more range and it's probably easier to kill people with a sniper rifle um but 
you can still be very effective with both. Like it's not like one is like significantly weaker than the other enough to where like there's no point. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, yeah. you get like there are people who have gotten really really good with the huntsman who are just like terrifying to play against because they're just so good at it. So um, that's one. I mean, the engineer uh, has the battle ng, which changes a lot of the way he plays. Like he plays a lot less defensively and is more of a uh, I don't know like a <laughs> in the same way that a that a a mage would focus on healing or like an area denial kind of thing, like putting up wards. <laughs> uh, if you think of the sentry gun, it's like a ward. <laughs> okay. So you like just drop <laughs> dispensers and, and teleporters your... and, and you basically just use the mini sentry as like a mini ward. And then you do the majority of the damage with your shotgun and, and stuff like that. So, huh? It changes the way that you you play the engineer because you're much more mobile. You're walking around more. You're basically playing like Scout would, except um, you can't double jump or run fast. So, well, and what what items do you need to do that one? The gunslinger. It replaces your wrench with a with a robot arm. It's kind of cool. Um, and then that pairs really well with things like the uh, the shotgun, which is his default weapon. But I don't know in the in the rescue ranger video. I think it it's pretty clear that. If you want to play focused around your level three sentry and be that like mage character who who like is playing heavily uh, defensive, then the rescue ranger seems like a really obvious option if your team is is helping you because you don't have to defend yourself or you don't have to contribute to like putting out damage on the other team. You can just focus on keeping all your buildings level three, including your sentry gun, and then your sentry gun is like a for, is the formidable tank that your team has to deal with instead of you as a, as a character, like your physical body, <laughs> you know, they got to attack the sentry gun. So, okay. Uh, yeah. It, like I'm sure that before they added, um, all of these weapons, like the gunslinger and the rescue ranger engineer was probably more in the middle where it was like, yeah, he could play that mage character, but, he could also run around and shoot people, but it was kind of like you couldn't focus on one or the other. It was like both at the same time, and it was just what his character was. But with those those weapons, it might have just taken the extreme of that role and then tipped it in one way or in the other. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's probably what they look at when they're trying to design weapons to change the the way that you play a class. It's like they take the uh, th- they take the idea of the class and then they're like. Well, what if we made this more extreme and then made the other end of it weaker as a result? Like, uh, for example, NG's ability to to build dispensers and uh, and sentry guns. But if we took away, if we made that like sustainability stronger with the rescue ranger, he can heal his stuff better, and he doesn't have to be next to it all the time. But at at at, uh, at the other end of it, he can't defend himself very well, and he can't put out damage as his own character. And if his all all of his buildings are dead, he's basically like useless. Like that stuff is is uh, is interesting to me. And there's a lot of stuff that they do for other characters that kind of follow that same uh, like theory. I think. Well, like like what do they do for medic? Does medic have a transformation? Um. Yeah, because I feel it's... like that class has a very like set role you have to do. Right? Yeah, like, to, like healing. Yeah. Yeah, but there are ways that you can heal and contribute to the way that your team is like doing things with different medi guns that he has. Like, there's the regular Uber, right, where you become invincible for for ten seconds. Yeah, like that's great for like pushing into the other team because you can't be killed. 
and it's great. So like if you Uber like a heavy or something, then you can just strong arm through a choke or whatever. Um, but then he also has the Kritzkrieg, which doesn't make you invincible at all, but it makes it so that for 10 seconds, the person you're healing guaranteed has crits, like all of his shots do critical damage. So if you give that to so a demo man or a soldier, like you could wipe the other team very effectively. The only the downside being that you're not invincible, but if you're killing people fast enough, it doesn't matter. So uh, on offense, I would say like, say you're playing like attack defender or something, and you're playing defense, you probably would want to use the uh, the Kritzkrieg because it's very easy to sit around and charge your Kritzkrieg very quickly. And then you can just like, uh, anytime that they try and push through or whatever, you can just kill them all. It's very easy. As opposed to mm -hmm. like, if you're using Kritzkrieg on, on offense, chances are they have a, a sentry gun or or whatever. And uh, it's, it's kind of harder to uh, to push into a team and kill them all if they're all like playing very defensively. You know what I mean? Like they could easily run away. And also, uh, engineers' buildings are immune to crits, so you can't really destroy. Like they take no damage. No, they just take normal damage. Oh, uh, okay. So like you can't really crit like crit creaking into a into a sentry gun is kind of useless. So you can do stuff like that. Um, there's also like certain weapons that um are just better than the stock variant. Uh, medic is a great example of that because um he's got a crossbow that uh the the needle heals people for like 70 or it heals heals a lot it, heal, it can heal people like for like 150 damage sometimes i think but it heals it heals based on how long the trajectory was like so if you heal someone from very <laughs> far away then they get healed basically to full health what uh it's really really good and the needle gun that he uses is like useless like medic isn't supposed to attack anybody really uh so it's pretty much a no-brainer to replace your your uh, your first slot with a, a crossbow whenever you get it. So, because it just makes his his role that much more powerful. So, so, is there no battle medic? There is, but I mean, <laughs> it's also a meme. It's a meme. Yeah, it's definitely a meme. Yeah. Like, there's a there's a needle gun that um for every needle you hit, you heal yourself three damage. So, like, if you're hitting all your needles, then you can basically just survive for a long time but the needles <laughs> just don't do very much and it's an automatic weapon so it's it's kind of not very effective versus like a soldier who can just two shot you with a rocket right like you mm -hmm. can't out heal someone burst damaging you so it's it yeah it's very much a meme um weapon but yeah there's crossbow, there's small things that, like that oh, the crossbow huh. the, the crossbow it, it sounds like uh sounds like anna from overwatch oh yeah like, yeah it's very much like that you have yeah. to be really accurate and just hit your teammates from far away. Yeah, yeah. It is very much like that. Um, but it's projectile, so you got to lead your shots and stuff. That's why it rewards you for for hitting shots that are far away. Uh, but Oh, it's not a it's not a hit scan. It's like a projectile you have to Yeah, yeah. Wow. That sounds hard. Um, I think at this gotta, point, people have realized that most medics are going to be using it. So what I usually do is if I see a medic like across the map and I'm hurt, I'll like stand still and I'll either call for medic in the game or I'll just straight up go into the, uh, the voice chat and say, uh, can you arrow me? Oh, please? interesting. And then they're like, oh yeah, I see you. And then they arrow you. And as long as you're standing still, it makes it extremely easy to hit. So, okay. So there's definitely like builds for these yeah, characters yeah. like like the medic you're playing medic wrong if you don't have 
a crossbow. I'd say so because I, 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 it's gotten to the point where at this point I just expect every medic who isn't like completely new to the game to have one to the point where if I'm hurt and there's like no one around, I'll just completely stand still, uh, wait and wait for the medic to hit me with an arrow. Cause even, even at short range, it still heals you for a burst of like 80 damage. So, um, it sometimes can just be more effective for healing someone quickly uh, than mm. just clicking on them with your medigun. <laughs> and it still built, it still builds Uber by a little bit when you do it. So, uh, and is, is there nothing that you would want to run in that slot other than that gun? So is that like just the default build for medic? Like how else would you, <laughs> there are some people who run the, uh, the overdose, which is like another type of needle gun. Um, and if you have it out, then your medic runs faster um, and it scales with the amount of Uber charge you have. So if you have full Uber and you, and you take the, uh, the needle gun out, the, the overdose, then you'll run like, I think you run like faster than a scout or something ridiculous. Whoa. So like what that could be, <laughs> it could be useful for, I don't know. It's like the trade-off is so powerful in giving up your self-defense for, better healing because it's like that's your role you're just leaning more into your role it's very much like the uh the engineer deciding to give up his self-defense with a shotgun and and investing in healing his buildings better with the rescue ranger it's like i mean i'm pretty much nothing without my buildings anyway because <laughs> i can't hit any shots so i might as well and a lot of people who play medic can't aim no offense <laughs> but it's true i mean like if you're playing medic uh, all the time then uh you're not really getting a lot of the mechanical skill of aiming down so it, it definitely like i don't know it enables it enables the class role a lot more so it just seems like a a, a no-brainer choice a lot of people complained about that as well especially at higher levels where they're just like man i hate how the crossbow is like the only thing to use it's it's very stale and people have always you know complained in one way or another saying that valve should buff the other options or at least make the... I, I wouldn't say nerfing the crossbow would be a good idea because I think it's a great weapon. But maybe um, maybe just make the needle guns be able to heal teammates as well. Maybe that'll help. Like if you needle your teammate, <laughs> then it'll heal them. I don't know. You're saying just like by default, change the class to do that? Yeah, just make it so all of his um, his primary weapons heal teammates in one way or another. I think that would be helpful. So yeah, it, it like kind of sounds like a lot of these tweaks to the classes are under this mindset of like imagining the character as like a series of, I don't know, like, like the way you'd play tubes. the character is like balance. <laughs> series of tubes. <laughs> series of um, tubes. Like the character, like everything that defines it. Uh, if you're to put those into attributes, like I guess, for like scout it's mobility and the the shotgun i don't know i don't know how to put it in the terms but it sounds like for yeah. every valve that a character has if they are all in the middle position for a character each weapon's kind of like well this is we're gonna push this yeah. lever up. it's moving sliders around for each like um thing that defines the class yeah for sure okay like scout has a weapon called the baby faces blaster where by default he moves slower uh, out the, the gate, but baby whenever you faces blaster, baby faces blaster. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I thought Daddy's I was making sure I heard you right. Yeah, baby faces blaster. Yeah, uh, and he, 
he is low. The stats are your scout is slower um, by default. And then whenever you hit someone, you move faster to the point where if you if you hit enough people, you move faster than normal. So it ups your mobility. But if you get hit, it lowers your speed again. So like you have to be able to uh, hit people without being hit, if that makes sense. So it okay. encourages a specific play style of of being very fast, but um, but you're not allowed to get hit. <laughs> it's kind of like a little mini game more than anything. You're like Sonic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Is a Sonic like? I don't know if Sonic, if he gets hit, then he loses all his momentum. But loses well, all his yeah. rings and his momentum. And momentum. Yeah, yeah. Dude, he it's loses all about speed, violence, and momentum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speed, violence, and don't forget shotguns, dude. Well, then that's yeah, shadow, shotguns. actually. Oh, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> but okay. yeah, that's a great Everyone way of look putting up, it. I look think. up Shadow the Hedgehog kill compilation on YouTube right now. So, Definitely going to do that, yeah. But it, no, it, it is a great idea, or a good way of putting it, where each character has like a set of sliders in each of the departments of, of what makes them good or whatever. And then each weapon or weapon combination moves those sliders around to favor specific attributes more or less so that um i think the ideal situation is if you're using stock then you are for the most part playing the game as the class itself is designed to be played and then if you want to be strong in a very specific situation and weak in others then you can equip certain weapons to uh, help with that right Mm -hmm. um yeah so it's like playing to your strengths Exactly, it's, or or the situation strengths. Because if I was playing on defense and I was trying to, uh, like, help my team in the best way possible with area denial and like keeping people off of the objective, then I would be, uh, I wouldn't be playing my role as effectively if I were to choose the gunslinger on NG because I wouldn't have a very, I would have a sentry gun that wasn't very uh, tanky and I wouldn't be able to keep all of my buildings at level three very easily. Although there is something to be said about the the gunslinger uh, <laughs> helping with that specifically, but that's something else. But um, what I'm trying to say is like, if, if you're in a specific situation, then you can be smart and switch to a different weapon to help with that situation. Oh, and so the, you can change mid around? Yeah. Oh, cool. You can change cool. mid life. You can go back to, Spawn as long as you you can go into the spawn room and change your weapon and then walk back out without dying hmm. or anything like that. Okay, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah. It it adds a lot of like um. It, it's like a it, it's it benefits people for it it benefits people who take the time to unlock these weapons or purchase them and then play around with them and and understand how they work so that if they ever get into a situation where I'm like, this weapon would be good to use here, then they can equip it and they can use it to its full potential. So yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. That's a lot of moving pieces. When you're thinking about like a strat, like the overall strategy for a round, that's a lot of moving pieces to think about to like, yeah, yeah. Make sure that you're keeping in mind, well, like this guy could go like this class change if we do that. That's a lot of permutations of that to think about. Yeah. Like you guys saw the the most recent video that I made about the panic attack, right? Yeah, yeah I was just going to, I have a lot to say about that. Okay. Well, just to tie that into my point is the point of the video was to point out that if you're playing on casual servers where bullet spread is disabled or random bullet spread is, is enabled, then you get a benefit from the gun 
because of its fixed spread. But if you're not playing on casual, then you're not going to get that benefit as much. So it might be better to use a different shotgun. And also, because it does more damage at extremely close range, like like you're holding the shotgun up to their head, essentially, because it does more damage in that situation, if you're playing on a map where you're in tight corridors all the time, where there's a bunch of like hallways where the 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 main uh, instances in which you're fighting an enemy is in very very close quarters. It would be good to equip that gun because you're going to be running into that situation all the time, as opposed to a map that's like big open area and most of your fights are happening at, at medium range. You might not be getting a lot of use out of the gun because it does less da- it does less damage than the stock shotgun at that range. So like you can acknowledge that that's the situation you're about to get yourself into, and you can equip your weapon accordingly, and th- that can be applied to most unlockable weapons, I think. Okay. So that's, it's like, basically, you should have loadouts ready for situations and maps. Like, yeah. you should play, you should try to mix it up every situation you're in. Yeah. Like, you, like if you're going to play optimally. But mm-hmm. the panic attack is cool because if you only play casually, or like if there's a certain amount of maps that you like and they all happen to be in close corridors, that's like your only pick. Yeah, very much. You could easily easily make that case, yeah, for sure. Hmm. Okay, so if the characters have all these sliders and levers to change kind of how they play, how the fuck did Demo Knight happen? That's a good question because, <laughs> I mean, we're all, yeah, we're all talking about this. He's definitely the definition of a subclass, uh, which is what people call like a class that's deviating heavily from his intended role in the game based on his his unlockable weapons that he's equipping. They call mm-hmm. them subclasses cuz it's like a, you know, it's like a it's it's demo man but not really. Like you're technically picking the demo man, but he's not using explosives anymore, so he's not really doing any demolition anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, what Dan, what would you say is like the textbook definition of the demo man's role on a team? Uh I would say basically it would be uh defense and uh he's he's a power class i should say i don't know it's there there's a bunch of ways to put it but i would i would say that he's a power class in that he puts out a lot of damage um but he's only strong in medium range like he's he's quite weak at close range because his explosives do damage to him as well so if you get right up in the demo's face, then he can hurt himself very easily. And, his and sticky he has bombs, no shotgun option, right? No, no. He doesn't have any um, hit scan weapons. So his effective range is pretty much just like at the point where he's not going to hurt himself. So like he, he can put sticky bombs like underneath the person's feet and detonate them. But if he's putting them underneath his feet to fight the person that's in his face, then he's going to kill himself. So he has to make sure that he's positioning himself at that range. and. Uh, yeah, but he puts out a lot of damage. Like Demo Man, it has like the most damage potential in the game. I think it, like the best Demo Man in the game will always uh, be out damaging his teammates uh, at the top of his uh, game. So yeah, he's like the damage dealer. He's the one that's always getting healed by the medic and uh, just locking down chokes with sticky bombs and denying people from going anywhere with his and stuff like that um it's a very powerful class but he's like the power he's like the power class in both highlander and in 6v6 uh he's like the the anchor of the team it, uh, a lot of the time that'll that like you'll go to like a mid fight where there's like both people spawn and then they run to the middle point where they're supposed to be capturing the demo man's job is to just like 
tag people with sticky bombs and pipes and call out the damage so the scouts can run around and like finish people off. So he's like the instigator essentially. And then in defensive situations, he can like put a sticky trap on a choke so that people can't walk through it. Those are the two main things that he does, I think. Okay, okay. so how what does a demo knight do? Demo knight, um, yeah, run, completely demo knight, right? <laughs> the demo man runs around and hits people with his sword until they die. <laughs> uh, it's very much a scrappy class, but a lot of his weapons give him extra health or they make it so that when he, he charges... Um, so a, a big proponent of Demo Knight is whenever you're, you're using a shield, which replaces his sticky bomb launcher, um, if you right-click at any time, you'll run forward uh, at a very... Very fast speeds. I don't know. You've probably seen demo knights do this before, right? They run. They like he charges yeah, forward charge. in a straight line yeah. and he screams. And at the end of the charge, if you swing your sword, it'll be a guaranteed crit uh, for most of the the shields. Some shields don't give you a guaranteed crit, but most of them give you a guaranteed crit if you swing your sword or or your melee weapon at the at the arc of your charge. So if you know that distance and if you memorize that distance. If you see someone and there's a straight line to them, then you can right click, and by the time you reach them, you swing your sword and you'll do a guaranteed 195 damage and it pretty much insta kill most of the classes in the game. So, uh, yeah, once you Not learn bad. how to do that effectively, then you can pretty much act like a very loud spy. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Gabe Newell's favorite class. Yes, <laughs> my favorite class is the spy. So, do you know why they made Demo Man Demo Knight? Because it doesn't seem like there's any good reason why. I don't know. They picked that. Okay, yeah, I wasn't right? sure if they've ever talked about it. Like, why? Why doesn't? Why? Why not heavy? Not I feel like heavy would be knight? almost a better choice. You know, or I Spy Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Spy Knight. I, I'm not sure why they picked Dem Demo Man. I think maybe they thought it would be funniest. Um, it is pretty funny. Like this. Yeah. But is I agree. Scott? No, it's because he's Scottish. Because he the head the he has the headlander. Yeah, yeah. Because he is Scottish. You know, in in Scottish there are the Highlands, and in the Highlands there are Highlanders. Yeah, but swords make the most sense for the demo man, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's all flavor. Yeah, but I agree that that heavy. There's something that they can do with heavy uh, as a melee character to make him along the same lines as Demo Knight. That would be pretty good. Um, I just don't. I think that they thought to themselves. Man, I really want to put a melee character into the game, but I don't want to add a tenth class. So we have to find a way to incorporate <laughs> this subclass into a current class. And I think they went with Demo Man. And uh, despite it being completely different from his normal role, uh, I, I I think that they just went with it. <laughs> okay, uh, wasn't yeah. there supposed to be a tenth class called like the Mercenary or something? I think so. A very very long time ago. Huh. Because I they, why were... they didn't go with that. I don't know. I'm glad they didn't because I, I wouldn't want them to add another class. I think that would be terrible. That would be an absolutely terrible idea. Well, really? I mean, they add a demo night. Like, what's wrong with... If they're going to change stuff like that, what's the difference if it's a subclass or just a because totally there'd be new a, class? There'd be a huge backlog of items that they would have to give that Yeah, yeah, because along with the class, you have to give them unlockable weapons and stuff. Like, if you add a class now, especially of all times, like, I don't know. I just don't think, I think that there's already enough classes, like, and there's, they've already just, they already have this great system of, of making subclasses. And, and, uh, I don't see that there's any reason to add a 10th one. It just seems like it would be a gimmick. It wouldn't actually help the game. Well, if it's, if it was like a, a new, interesting way to play the game, like, Demo Knight, 
you know? I guess. <laughs> like, why not make, like, if you, you if you were to make the base for a melee-only character, instead of having Demonite, and the 10th class was, like, the brawler, and you could give a bunch of different uh, melee weapons to him, like... That would be a pretty huge undertaking, but I see what you're saying, but there's not really any point in doing that in Team Fortress 2 because of the way that the weapon system is set up. Like, they could just make the heavy the brawler class, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, it was just, it was always interesting to me that the demo night thing, like back in the day, like when they were doing that, it's like, why not just add a 10th, you know, like if this was like six years ago yeah. and they were in the middle of doing all this stuff, I think they could have done it without much pushback, but maybe, I don't know. I, I just think that it's a lame uh, idea to just add no, new characters. Well, do you think, Dane, if there... Sorry, I bumped my mic. Uh, sorry, audio listeners. R.A.P. your headphones. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> why? Because logic. But, uh, Dane, if there were to be a Team Fortress 3, we'd keep the same... Or the, the, the same classes would be kept. But, like, mm-hmm. would you want one new class... Like a whole like like six new classes or something like like a like a huge amount of new classes in a new version of the game, like is that when you would see that as a like acceptable thing that the community would really support? I don't know. It depends on like what TF three is like. Like, would they get rid of all of the weapons and start with new ones, or I don't know. Like, depends on how much is left over from Team Fortress two in this new version. Because what if they did like a like an Overwatch two? kind of model but it's like the same game but they up the textures use a different engine or something and then just transfer you over to using the shiny new version of like your same inventory i guess that's a lot to ask but Wouldn't so that a just sequel. be the source to update yeah 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 exactly yeah. if they but updated more characters yeah if they updated to source two uh, i don't think that's a good enough reason to add a 10th class i think the nine is is a is the perfect amount of classes as far as like balance goes like i don't know I can't really imagine, I can't think of a good reason to add a 10th class, like what role needs to be filled in the game, really. Like, I guess if they if they were able to pull it off, then great, but I don't think they'd be able to pull it off. Well, there's no, uh, there's no character controlled remotely, like the, like you have, uh, what's her name, Orissa and Overwatch, you've got the hamster ball guy, there's no hamster ball guy. There's no truly zany character in TF2. Maybe just for flavor purposes. Zany? There needs Yeah. That's the you know Pyro. I mean? Yeah, Pyro. Oh, I guess. Yeah. The Pyro literally. Pyro's has the, like the chaos character. Yeah. Okay. He just gets in there to cause a problem. <laughs> he doesn't kill anyone. He just makes things makes life difficult. Yeah. Or people bread on fire. soldier, you know? Yeah. I mean, his entire the entire purpose of Pyro is to set as many people on fire as possible so that they all run around and say, I need a health pack. <laughs> <laughs> I need healing. Health, health, I'm on fire. Fuck. I can't believe that Pyro came in here and set us all on fire, didn't kill a single one of us, and died immediately. And here I am <laughs> running around. So yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't think I don't think TF2 even needs a zany character either because the game's okay. already crazy. Okay. <laughs> Like yeah, that that is pretty zany. There are major zany points there. Like, there's very little that you could tell me because I'm such a huge fan of the game. Like, as far as like ideas that would fundamentally change how TF2 is played, that I think would be a good thing because I already think TF2 is like borderline a perfect game. The only thing that 
sucks about it is that it doesn't <laughs> okay, get flex. any attention from its developers. <laughs> like it's that's like the main downside is that that doesn't get updates. But that's what the sequel. That's the beauty of the sequel. Is it sure? Like, it, it, like we were talking about this in a, a PPC pre-pod conversation. Um, but people just like shiny new things. So if there was yes. a new shiny new version of TF2, even if TF2, whatever you call it, you can call it Team Fortress Ultra. Uh, <laughs> even if Team Fortress Ultimate. Ultra, yeah, if Team Fortress Ultimate just had, if it was like Smash Bros. Ultimate, where it's just a better looking, okay, you know, flame me in the comments because this is a way oversimplification, whatever, but it's like a much better looking version of Melee with some quality of life changes no. and modernizations okay i get i get what you're trying to say and i think yeah. that, that yeah. would be positive but if they were to also add much. a 10th class or if they were to also like i don't know make big changes to it that fundamentally changed how the game works then i don't think that that would be a positive change like if they I changed mean, the way rocket Ultimate. jumping worked like that's not a good idea like if they just made the physics different for rocket jumping like people have spent thousands and thousands of hours on jump maps and practicing rocket jumping like they would have to relearn it like that's not a positive change but if you didn't change that and it was more just like a graphical upgrade yeah i i've always thought that that would be great uh transferring tf2 to source 2 there's no downside in that besides i don't know Valve would have to do some work i think rocket (laughs) jumping would be affected though because no no it wouldn't if they moved it's it to physics if, based, no, no, because if they it's moved the it to source, right? if they moved it to source two, I've been told like by a lot of people that the physics wouldn't be affected. See, because there's a debate on the Counter Strike side if it would or not. Like, because uh, there's kind of the same thing. Instead of like rocket jumping, there's like you know grenade throws that yeah. like if you hit it a certain spot, it's going to bounce and land somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a big worry in competitive that if they did go to source two the physics even if it's just slightly different is gonna fuck everything up and <laughs> yeah there's no and what would that what i've heard on that side is that they don't know if it would change and it would have to be the <laughs> same but since it's a new engine and it's a new way of doing the physics it probably would they would have to spend all this time reverse engineering the the sure. you know the old source way of doing it so it sounds like it would be like a lot of work for i don't know not as much benefit so i don't know if they're ever going to do it for like yeah i guess for like tf2 or cs since there would there could be that worry that it could just like make everything feel just slightly off you know yeah i mean a long time ago and by a long time ago i mean like five or six years ago i think when Source 2 was being developed, the people who were developing it were saying, ideally, eventually, all of all of uh, Valve's games would be ported to Source 2. That includes Team Fortress 2. That includes, like, Counter-Strike and stuff. Yeah, and then they moved zero games. <laughs> like, It wasn't Artifact on Source 2? Artifact mm-hmm. is... Yeah, Artifact was built on Source 2, but I think the only game they've, like, successfully ported to Source 2 so far is Dota 2. Yeah. And I don't but, even know if that... Is that fully on it? I think it's only partially. I think, I'm not <laughs> completely sure. But my point is that they said that they were going to do it, but they haven't. So, I mean, they might not do it. That's just I mean, a I don't, I don't believe anything Valve says, but... They um, were also going to make Half-Life Episode 3. Yeah, they yeah. They kind of did? No, they, they made a whole just different game. They, like, but scrapped it, you know? I was, uh, I was told by my friend... Like, my friend who exclusively works in the Source Engine, and he's trying... he's. He wants to get a job at Valve, uh, and he has actually physically fixed 
TF2 bugs before and submitted them. Um, he told me a while ago that it, it's a myth and uh, an urban legend okay. even that if they port <laughs> any Source 1 games that it would affect the physics in a significant way. I mean, it, it could affect CSGO because it's a different game, but he told me that in TF2's case, it wouldn't um, change explosive mm. jumping in the slightest. Okay, yeah, I guess keyword is significant. Like, I guess it wouldn't be that major of a change, whereas, like, if you're expecting the exact... Like, there's no calculated, you need to hit this exact pixel coordinate with a rocket yeah. jump to yeah, pull Yeah, exactly. Off, like, right? if you rocket jump, okay. you're going to go in the direction that you want to go. <laughs> but it may be as far as, like, if you want your character to land on the exact pixel every single time by doing the exact same rocket jump in Source 2 compared to Source 1, maybe it might be slightly off, but I, it's hard to say, I think. Okay, that makes more sense then. But yeah. like, yeah, in the case of like CS:GO grenades, I could see how that would be a be a bigger concern because I'm sure accuracy with grenades is very important. So like, people mm. get very good at throwing like flashes through specific like uh, doorways and stuff. Yeah, and so. it, looking up some of them, dude, some of them are so to like do them fast. It, it's like lining up a specific pixel and like you even have to do it at the right like <laughs> momentum because that will affect it too yeah so it's called threading some the of needle. them are crazy yeah it, yeah exactly it's literally threading a needle yeah. um so well not literally i mean there is they are gonna add an, a the thread and if, if you're playing if you're playing medic then you can thread a needle i guess is there thread you can needle. I don't think you can do it literally in TF2. No. I'm talking about counter they were thinking strike, about bro. Yeah, they were thinking about adding a oh, thread well, and a needle. Either. What are they? <laughs> like yeah, literally, yeah. it's just a thread and needle? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, this is a bit. Okay. I was I was being serious and you're here dropping bits. That's okay. That's okay. I love bits. You're you're like a bit man. I know. I know. It's confusing. Um. Anyway, that, <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, Um. yeah. Threading needles. I, I think that I think they'll eventually make <laughs> Team Fortress Three. I don't think it's going to be anytime soon, but I, I I would be very surprised if Valve doesn't make Team Fortress Three at some point. Yeah, like, like I, their company would have released... to go bankrupt or something before that happens. <laughs> like for yeah. it just to never happen. Well, because like I want to believe them, because after Half Life Alex came out, they were like, "We're gonna we're committing to making games. Like we're gonna start making a lot of games." And we finally figured out all these <laughs> issues. And sure. I want to believe it, you know. So I really want to. Cried roll wolf at this point. Yeah, I, but they have they been saying that the past couple of years. I think I thought it was more like they just haven't said anything. No, it's not that they have said that they're going to make games and then gone back on it. It's that they say they're going to do something and then they go back on it. They, <laughs> yeah, it just applies to everything they say. So yeah, them saying so we're committed to making games now. I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean mean it's true. Like Valve yeah, doesn't work as uh, they don't work as a group. Like it's a bunch of individual people who are employed by Gabe Newell <laughs> who work on whatever they want to work on. So whenever you hear someone say we're committed to making games, they could be talking about like three people. Like <laughs> when they say we, who are they talking about? Like Valve organizes yeah. like a click, like a bunch of little clicks. They don't think of themselves as a company, I don't think. It's a completely private company, right? Yeah, just like yeah, owned by whoever owns it. They have no shareholders to adhere to. They have they're they're very anti-consumer in that way, where they're just like <laughs> we're gonna fucking make whatever we want, and you guys are gonna play it or you're not gonna play. It doesn't matter to us. We have money. We don't need your money. Val Valve is just the biggest passion project to have ever existed. 
apparently. There's a, there was a point when they were extremely focused, and it could still be now, but they've just been focused on innovation rather than making their customer base happy. They're just trying to make, like, history, not games, <laughs> you know? I guess that's the luxury you get. It's like the the... You know, it's the billionaire move to go and make like a spacecraft company or something like that. It's just the video game equivalent of that. It, yeah, it does feel very much like the SpaceX of, uh, of video games. But SpaceX yeah. actually like delivers that. stuff, though. Well, the thing. So does well, Valve, dude. <laughs> do. Once every a, now and then. No, not <laughs> not as frequent. Valve took essentially a ten-year break, and they're like, "Well, you know, the Steam money is going to keep us going, so fuck it." Dude, when you're on top of the world, you're allowed to take a 10-year break. That's just like a thing you can, you can Mike Tyson. My yeah, argument but being that Michael, and, you can Michael Jordan your way in and out of the league. I have know. a very strong love-hate relationship with Valve. On one hand, they made my favorite game. On the other hand, they <laughs> fucking suck at being a company. No, on the other stop. hand, they made my favorite game. Honestly, I think Valve should just sell all their IPs to other companies at this point. Like, Whoa. Just give them to somebody who's going to actually like do something with it. Yeah, just the your... TF2 company. <laughs> uh, the yeah. TF2 company that would be so cool. Like the Pokemon company, like yeah. TF2 has enough like imagery where they could start, you know, just pumping out different like weird little puzzle games and stuff. You know, yeah. where you're connecting three scout heads. That would be know, great. That... <laughs> I could see it. I could see it. I don't. I always forget care that Pokemon's the biggest games. IP in the world. Yeah, it's crazy. I would don't you, know. Would you be into a spinoff game of TF2? You know, like there's been talks of like the, uh, I mean, not talks, but there's been like trailers for the Rainbow Six Siege Quarantine game, which is like a, just a completely different game oh. adjacent to Rainbow Six. And there's like Warzone and then also just like COD, you know, call, traditional Call of Duty multiplayer. Sure. I, I, I mean, I like the Team Fortress 2 uh, like characters and and humor so i would play any game with that but i don't i wouldn't i would not expect it to be as good as the base game at any point <laughs> yeah I, I i would be surprised if there was any game that was better than tf2 what if there was know, tf2 like a... dungeons <laughs> that would be honestly cool. <laughs> honestly that'd be sweet <laughs> yeah that'd be so sick yeah a dungeon oh that actually I, cool. you could make a decent game with that because there's yeah. already Wait, why is there no are there class-based <laughs> dungeon crawlers i guess it's like what fucking destiny is uh yeah. diablo no sorry i meant like party based like like you would have to comprise a party to go and take a dungeon right um, I mean, is that every diablo yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah there's definitely yeah it's definitely got bones for for other yeah. stuff like that but that'd be cool all right modders get on it yeah, yeah. I mean, there have been people who've made fan spinoff games. Like, there's a guy yeah, who aren't made there, like, um, platformers. Hmm. Well, yeah, platformers? I've definitely played custom servers with like they were like Mirror's Edge. Yeah, yeah. No, like there's like 2D like side-scrolling platformers people have made in TF2. Well, mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, and you like can change classes on the fly to solve parts. Oh, okay. Didn't you? You told me about that, didn't you? I don't think so. Oh, I must have heard it from someone else. I don't know. I think there's something. I don't like know. That. I don't play a whole lot of modded TF2, but there there have been people who've made um, like fan games uh, using the TF2 like IP and stuff. Valve's oh, really? very very um, uh, they're very open about that stuff. Like they they don't sue anybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've seen like people. They've gotten people have made like full pseudo prequels or games in the Half Life universe. Yeah. yeah. Like Black Mesa, famously. Not just even Black Mesa. That's like a remake of Half-Life 1. There's like 
a game that they let them use the Half-Life property called like Follow the Freeman or Whoa. something the Freeman. Yeah, it was it was like a really shitty game too, which is oh, why yeah, it's even more yeah. surprising. Huh. Um but that was like published with like you had to pay for it. <laughs> you know, like it was kind of crazy um that it went that far, but they let them do it, so that's cool. I think the Metro, the author of the Metro franchise, like the books, I think he has a policy like that where you can just like write your own entry in the Metro uh sit, like literary universe and he's just cool with it. That's cool. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I believe that's correct and feel free to correct me. Blow me up. Shoot me down. Also, join our Discord. I I always forget to plug it. Join (laughs) our Discord. We do have a Discord. It's called Motion Pixels, as are we. Should we we make a new logo? I'm just kind of going off on a tangent, but I feel like we should. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. What was that? That coffee is going in your brain. (laughs) <laughs> yeah no 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 i mean i'm thinking about the discord i'm looking at discord right now and i see the the logo and i'm like i don't know maybe we should change that but this is kind of a like soliciting the audience if they have any ideas that'd be cool sorry total tangent <laughs> okay well um i think we've gotten through our talking tea with we've Mr. successfully Bain, talked so tea we've talked a lot of tea um yeah, yeah. one other thing i kind of wanted to talk about was uh this game called new world i don't know if yeah. any of you guys I saw a lot that. of streamers playing. I'm assuming they got some endorsement brand deals or whatever. But yeah, uh, well, I, I I saw that it was like an MMO in every sense of the word, and I kind of checked out. But is there some other like interesting element to it that I'm not aware yeah, of? Yeah, well, the I was never really interested in it either. It's um, it's made by Amazon Game Studios, and I like work. Mm-hmm. There, so I got a free beta code. Um, <laughs> disclaimer. Yeah, disclaimer. Code These are Amazon. my own views. I think I have to actually say that. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, I got I got a code because my friend Sean uh, has been interested in it. Because the kind of the the draw to this game is that the combat is supposed to be. I, I hate this comparison because it's not true, but it's supposed to be like Dark Souls or Souls like, and which mm. I think people just say. Hey, it's a third-person game where you use a sword, and there's other types of weapons. So it's a souls. Oh, and it can be hard sometimes. So it's a souls-like. <laughs> like the game isn't really a souls-like, but what I thought was interesting is because the only MMO I've really ever played was WoW, which you is very mm-hmm. much like auto-attacking and tab-targeting, and it's like dice rolling. Yeah, like there's like rolls per hit and whatnot, and yeah. it, it just feels very much like. I don't know. That's what an MMO was in my head. But in this game, it's very much like... Like, that combat kind of just feels like The Witcher 3, in a way. Um, mm. But with more variety, because there's more weapons. And... But but it's set in an MMO setting. And what, what's really impressive, I've found about it so far, is that it doesn't... Like, that to me, that just doesn't sound like it would work, because there's so many things, and I, I would feel like latency and lag would be a huge issue but somehow it all works really well. Cool. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's been interesting because it's basically like playing a third person action game with other people in like an MMO environment. Really? Uh, yeah. And, and, and so it's been pretty cool because right now, and what's neat is they delayed the game 
<laughs> because uh, what, Crucible, that was another Amazon Game Studio game that came out not too long ago, did so bad that they pulled it out of release back into closed beta, which is... <laughs> wow. That, yeah, that's like, oof, dude. Um, I mean, isn't that what they did with uh, Artifact? <laughs> yeah, I, pretty much. Well, I, Artifact, they never, they just kind of like silently let die. <laughs> well, they but, said, uh, they said, um, hey, well, we're going to work on this game now. Yeah, yeah, now they're reworking it, and there's like some stuff coming up about that, but, you know, it's yeah. Valve, so. We'll yeah, see. you can knows? still play Artifact, right? Yeah, yeah you, you can, can still play, with, play it, but I think they said, hey, just so you know, we're not going to update the game anymore because we're going to redesign it <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah. with crucible you can't even play that game anymore. yeah yeah that's kind yeah, of it's so extreme <laughs> that's the extreme one they yeah. revoked its existence they, yeah. they pt'd it and they so took it up at, behind the yeah yeah and so what's interesting what's weird about this game is it was supposed to release like around now this year but they announced it like two months ago that they're like we're gonna push it back to may and if this is the build they had right now this game wouldn't be like super great because like there's a mm. lot of good stuff, but it feels very much like like the general consensus is this is really fun. There's a lot of good stuff, but wow, you have some issues you gotta fix with okay. like certain aspects of the game, and it's like very true. Like I'm having a great time playing it this week. I've I've put a lot of hours in like five days, um, mm. <laughs> uh, and I really enjoy it. But if it it was a full game, I'd probably be done with it and like give it another week or two. And that's not something you want from a memo and MMO. Yeah. Um, but that's why it's cool. They like, they did this, like it's basically a week long open beta in a way, or like, I guess a closed mm. beta, they call it the preview event, but yeah, it's been pretty neat. Um, the, the highlight I've had so far in it is the PVP, which is kind of like the selling point of this game. Uh, there's a couple different ways they do it. There's like the traditional, like, you're wandering around in the open, the, you know, the overworld or whatever. Um, and you can just, if you come across other players that are PVP, you can fight them. And uh, not to toot my own horn, but Sean and I, we have like just an execution squad going. Yeah, dude, mm-hmm. we, we just destroy people. It feels so good. Like, I don't know what it is. I, a lot of people just must be playing this like a normal, I don't know, coming from wow or something. Cause they don't got the, they don't got the mechanical skills. <laughs> I see. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. And what's neat is is that it's like when I played WoW, when we did PvP, if you see somebody like, I don't know, even like four levels over you, you're probably just going to get fucked. Like they're just going to destroy you mm-hmm. without you. Like unless you like play really, really smart or like you get the drop on them, you're probably just going to lose. In this game, if you're like within 30 levels of somebody, you're probably fine. Mm. which is really neat yeah so like we're sean and i we're like mid 30s right now and we'll come across you know people that are at level cap at like 60 and we'll just body them because the the game puts a lot are you like 2v1ing people or no it's like 2v4ing people oh wow (laughs) yeah yeah so it's like yeah obviously like when it when it's like a 2v1 yeah we obviously destroy them but there's a lot of situations where because it's not just if you see somebody first, you're going to win because you can see them from so far and there's stealth mechanics in the game. So mm. like when when you see somebody, you know they're PvP because they have this little red dot over their head. 
Uh, and when you see that, you, they typically can see you. But if you go crouch or prone, depending on their distance from you, they won't see you anymore. So mm. like when we're running to go do some objective in the world and we see a PVP, our first thing we do is crouch or like go prone and hide in a bush or something like that. And we'll kind of get in position for this, uh, for the fight <laughs> we're about to have. So like we'll typically use Sean as like the rabbit, we call him, because he'll run out and lure him. And he'll, what we typically do is have people run by us. And as they run by me, I pop out of the bush and I just start killing them from behind. Or we get in some sort of position where we can, you know, catch them off guard, even though they think they kind of have the upper hand. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just like thinking, it kind of feels like playing Daisy back in the day where it's like this like overworld where there's just people running around and it's a lot about catching people off guard that you have no business fighting to like kind of leverage yourself. And I haven't had that experience in an MMO, an MMO before. So yeah, it's pretty cool. And it, it cool. really gets your blood going. <laughs> yeah. And what's um, the, uh, what's the major incentive besides the thrill of the kill? The uh, <laughs> what's the major incentive for uh, just killing people out in the wild? The thrill of the kill. Hell yeah. There's oh. like really no other point. Yeah. It's like there's, you get a little bit of gold, but you don't get XP. You don't get much else. There's this whole faction, which, and for the open, like o- open world PVP, they probably should add more to incentive. Um, Cause it, it is kind of weird. Like it's cool that it's just for fun, but also like games nowadays you need to, you need a carrot always. Um, yeah. But the other cool aspect of PVP in the game is there's this like faction system. And so the entire map is broken into these series of, I don't know if you like, they're like counties, I guess, if you want to think of it that way <laughs> and, and and different factions will control that county and there'll be like a town that they own. And what's cool is if a faction owns it, it's owned by a guild that's in that faction and the guilds are all player owned. So like if we had a guild, and we took over a town, we could set tax rates on everything. Whoa. And it's so like as, yeah, but, but like as players use that town, like, so if you take over a town that's high traffic and there's a lot of people doing trading or um, anything really in the town, you're going to get all that tax revenue, which goes to your guild treasury, which means you can buy and make better things for your guild uh, and if somebody wants to take that town from you, they can go to war with you, which is what you use this money for. So these factions, like if if you see somebody has a town that you want, another guild can decide to wage war on it. And it will schedule a war event for a couple <laughs> days in the future where it's this big 50 versus 50 PVP battle where there's people defending in a fort and there's people attacking from outside. And it's like capture three points and then storm the fort to win. But there's also this concept of you have to prepare for the war. So leading up to it, you get more resources that are going to give you more of advantage in the fight uh, by doing quests and uh, essentially supporting the war effort in that area. Oh, that's so cool. So like if you do a lot, you'll get like the only war I've played so far, um, it was this one where we were defending. But I guess our area had done a bunch of, of the war effort stuff. So we had like... I don't know, like something like 12 turrets mounted on top of the castle. And so like, as these people are trying to take these points, we could just kind of mow them down. Um, but what's cool is like, it's also kind of balanced in a way. Cause the attackers also can put 
they can have their own deployable turrets if they have enough of their own war effort stuff and they'll get some sort of advantages. Like they can drop smoke bombs on the turrets to block them off or you can also snipe somebody out of a turret with a musket or a bow. So there's ways to play around it, but those fights are pretty cool. Um, all the PVP stuff is definitely the highlight of the game. Uh, and I'm excited to see what else they do with it going forward. But like as of now, when the game comes out, and I don't know, next summer, next spring, I'm probably going to get it because even what they got now is already pretty good. So if they keep adding stuff over the next six months. They'll probably be in a really good spot when it finally launches. And do you think they're committed to supporting it truly? They said 10 years, but like that's such a but meme. N- <laughs> not, ju- not just uh, for supporting it, but like for releasing it in a way that has, has responded to the community feedback. I don't know. I think a lot of people, like, you know, people's opinions are really shitty sometimes. So, like, the community, on one hand, is really excited that they've made changes. Because I guess right now PvP is optional. At some, like, smaller preview events, I guess it was always mandatory, which meant people would get camped and griefed all the time. Which Hmm. I don't even know how you'd ever think that's a good idea. But they rolled that back, so they listened. But I've also read things where there's, like, a certain broken aspect about the game or like right now there's not a whole lot of really good PVE content. And I guess people have been saying that for a while and they haven't done that. So I kind of guess it just depends on like what's prioritized and what they think is important. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I think they do need to figure out some sort of stick. Cause like another part I didn't really touch on was um, there's a whole crafting system in the game. Like the game very much feels like it was evolved out of something that wasn't an MMO initially. Like it almost has a, I don't know. Did you guys ever play the forest? Yeah. No. It has a, a resource gathering system. That's like, I don't know. It's a bad comparison. Cause it's not really like that, but it's kind of like that. I guess it's more like a more evolved version of wows, but there's like a lot of different, everything you want to do in that game, you have to make it, uh, or anything you want in that game, you have to make it. So if oh, you want to cool. make really good weapons or even tools to gather resources faster, you have to make those things. And you have to level up that skill by making a lot of things. And there's no NPC stores in the game. Like there's no <laughs> guy you go to buy and sell stuff in towns. The only thing you can go to is the trading post that is literally just other items being sold by other players. So the the in- game's entire economy kind of revolves around that, mm. uh, which it's hard to get a good feel for in a beta period because it's like super out of whack because there's no set prices for anything. Yeah. So like I like the day one, I went to go buy some iron because I wanted to like, I couldn't find iron. It was like really hard for me to find a good spot to mine it at. So I just bought it from the post and it was like really expensive. And I always thought iron was a good thing. But then I finally found a good spot. So I started started mining it a lot and I went to go sell it and the price had just like completely tanked because I guess everybody Oof. else had too. Uh-huh. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, like it, it's going to be interesting to see how a market, like a stable price for something goes around because it's also like each market is dependent on the town. So every different town in the game will have different prices and that's going to be different across every realm in the game. 
So they'll never be like, I don't think that there will ever really be like a set price for things, which is kind mm-hmm. of a, because it's all going to be like supply and demand on the server. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of neat, but th- it's kind of all over the place right now. So it's hard to tell if it's like good or not. So you have access to it because you work there. Um, and you said that you were playing with one other guy. How did he get in? Oh, so this was, it's a, you could sign up for the preview event. Uh, yeah, it was, I was like, I got a key in like a day just by giving oh, really? my email. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I oh, I, I, I oh for some reason, yet. I thought it was like closed beta or something. Yeah, cause it's, I mean, it's technically closed, but it's open sign up for anybody. Um, so <laughs> I, I like, Isn't that like an open beta? <laughs> no, an open beta is when anybody can just download it and play. Um, it's like a uh, gated beta. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So like, I just, I sign up for, we have like beta programs uh there and i just sign up to be on the list for literally everything that way if anything cool ever happens i can join it and yeah i've Uh, okay i just i literally just signed up just now yeah yeah like it's like anybody can sign up but um i think they're actually done with it because uh the the beta the preview period ends in two days so all right and then they're gonna take the game offline and work on it or okay yeah, and then there's a there's another. I think they're doing like a two week long open beta uh, in April, and then mm. I think after like a month April. after that, the game comes out. Yeah, very far, right? Wow. <laughs> yeah, like they're <laughs> they're they're taking an extra eight months to make the game. Jeez. So yeah, it's probably to add all that PVE stuff that <laughs> yeah. is kind of missing. That's interesting. That's a good sign to me. That's that tells me they're taking it really seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because like this is like one of their. I don't know how they're gonna fix Crucible. That game just seemed like it just had. <laughs> it, it, there's literally nothing appealing about it to me. Um. So I don't know how they fix that. But this game, I think, is their one game with the most promise. So if they gotta like, make sure it stays in the oven a little longer to, get it to actually play good, and like have a have a good reception upon launching. Cause like this would be their for the the studio's like first major release, right? That's really cool. That's really cool. So I, I I think they're gonna try to do everything they can to make it hit well. But it's also an MMO, so I don't know. We'll see. I I'm excited for it, but I I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I I feel like there's a lot of. It's too early to even make a first yeah. impression on it. To be honest, if it's gonna be that long until the game's actually out. Yeah, because, like, I've played other games. Like, um, like another game I played with Sean, and he has a lot stronger thoughts, so I'm just going to kind of mimic what he's told me because I kind of agree with it from playing. He just has a much stronger opinion. Like, there's this game that just came out called Spellbreak. I don't know if you guys have seen anything about it. Mm-mm. No. It's, uh, it's, so it's made by these ex-Insomniac devs, um, oh. the guys who made, like, Ratchet & Clank and whatnot. Uh, they made their own studio and they made this game called, and it, like, it's been in alpha and beta, like play events for like a year and a half now, but it's this game called Spellbreak where it's a battle royale where you're a bunch of wizards and oh, there's, you have a bunch of different types of magic you can use. And when we were playing, we were playing in like the early, early stages that we like somehow we got keys for it. I think we just signed up and we got lucky. Um, but they had, uh, the initial game was like, you had these gauntlets and you would choose two different distinct styles of magic. And 
you would combine the two elements in two different play styles to make kind of like a class. And then you would also choose these runes that would change like how your abilities would play. And it was this really, like it, it let you do a lot of like creativity and flexibility and there, the magic system kind of worked like Breath of the Wild in a way where oh, you can so combine sick. effects to like, like there's an air one where you can make a tornado, but then you or your squad mate could uh, chuck a poison bomb into it and it would make a giant poison tornado, you know, like little <laughs> things like that. Um, that reminds me of Magicka a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I guess it was kind of like Magicka. Um, and there was a lot of like flexibility and creativity in how you would approach building your character out in each game. Um, and there was like a pretty high skill cap. Like some people were just absolutely insane. Like it was like actually watching like a gray beard wizard <laughs> just going off. Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Um, but then they dumbed it down like a whole oh. bunch, you know, and, and the game just came out and like we all played, I don't know, like a solid like 60 hours of it in the alpha and we're just not excited for it, you know, and like so right now, like New World's super cool, but if they like take the feedback in the wrong way, you know, like there's a weapon right now that's kind of strong. So a lot of people complain about PVP, but really what it is is a lot of people just fucking suck. You know, like they're not thinking mm -hmm. about how you need to engage in these encounters. So if they take that feedback and instead of nerfing the weapon, they make PVP even harder to openly engage in. I might not like the game as much, you know, so because it's like eight months away. So we'll see. Yeah, they've, they've got to adjust those sliders in just the right yeah, way. Yeah, it's not I even figure out what the sliders are. It's not even fucking worth thinking about the game if it's going to be that long until it's actually out. <laughs> like, yeah. Is it going to be free when it comes out? No, it's uh, instead of doing like a sub, they're doing a, it's a $40 purchase and then you just have it. It's like, you know, like Destiny or okay. as Fallout. So expansions probably in the future. I think they're just going to do like microtransactions. I don't really know how they're going to do extra monetization because there's none of that in the preview event. I think the Destiny financial, I mean, I am definitely not a game economist, but as a player, I don't feel exploited by destiny. Cause like, I don't really care about any of the microtransactions. So it's just like you buy the game or I guess it's free to play. Now um, I bought the game and then there's the expansions and that's it. Yeah. They destiny is one of the more expensive games that are like that. I don't know if like any other service game charges for an expansion each year on top of the cosmetic store on top of the season passes. You know? Oh, there's the season pass too. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know. I I really like Destiny. Like I think they make yeah, a lot of good content, so I'm fine with getting it each time. But it is pretty crazy how like it's weird how there's not like a set amount. It's kind of just like what a game can get away charging. <laughs> you know? Yeah, for sure. It's really like what that game. It's like playing to the strengths of like what people like about the game. Like in Destiny. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but it doesn't seem like the paid cosmetics are like the thing people respond to. The thing people respond to is like the cool new raids and the new, I guess, weapon sets. And uh, I don't know, just like the, the the more fundamental changes that are brought with the expansions versus, you know, like cool hats, like in TF2, like the hat economy seems like it <laughs> supports. I mean, honestly, it seems like keys and stuff to get cool hats supports cosmetics. the game that it's sustainable for the game and for destiny i think the thing that makes it sustainable is more so the expansions and probably the season pass now too or like the battle pass whatever yeah hmm it's a weird way they 
got to yeah. go about all this stuff. So, Dane, bringing it back to hats. <laughs> yeah, bring it back to hats. hats. What's your favorite hat? That's it's a f- great question. Uh, my favorite hat in the TF2? And, yeah. Uh, and then and then in real life. I I in real life I just like uh the the dad hat, you know, the baseball hat. <laughs> I think it's but choice. like what it's team? A cl- it's a classic. Uh, <laughs> the dads. No, no. The, De- um, the Denver dads. N- no um, logo, nothing on it. I just like a blank uh, dad cap, you know? I like the look of it. Looks, It's a classic look. <laughs> it is. <laughs> In TF2, I like the danger, which is uh, it's heavily inspired from Breaking Bad. It's the pork pie hat that, that Walter White wears. So along just the with, hat uh, you wear? Yeah, I mean, I it's I gotta wear my favorite hat. I wouldn't not, you know, pick my favorite hat to wear. I mean, if you woke up tomorrow and decided the danger just wasn't you anymore, <laughs> would, what you, would I pick? Would you change your? Would you change? Like, I feel like it's just synonymous with Uncle Dane. Like, yeah. I can't imagine you changing the hat. Would you change it? If I did, it would be foolish because, like you said, it's synonymous with me at this point. I can't really. Uh, I don't know. There would be no point in doing that. It would just cause confusion. Yeah. I would have so that, to. That's why I was asking. I wasn't sure would, if that was actually your favorite hat. Cause it, like, it is. It is. I like it a lot. Awesome. I think it's great. Breaking Bad is it. like my favorite TV show. And I think it's awesome that a reference to it is in my favorite game. I also just think that the, it looks cool. Like, because it's a combination of, of his pork pie hat and uh, the sunglasses <laughs> that he wears. And also, you can't see it underneath the, build, the beard that I wear. But. Um, it also comes with a, a little red mustache. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I had no idea. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. I think it's a great hat. I'm friends with the uh, the person who made it on Oh, Steam. really? Who, like, yeah. designed it? The guy who designed it and submitted it to the community workshop, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I really like the, the Skyrim hat for the heavy. That's why I'm wearing yeah, it. Yeah, I like that's that a, one, that's too. That's a very good one. Gus I got wish me that, this. I wish that hat was... Uh, and it, I I added the guy who made it because there was a point in Valve like Valve was on like this spree of um of allowing creators to make their already established hats um multi class or all class because mm-hmm. uh some some hats you can wear on only one class some hats you can wear on like a few classes like the soldier or the uh, like you can only wear it on the, like, the soldier in the demo for instance um and then there are hats where all classes can wear them and. For a while, Valve was like approving all of these creators to make their hats that were previously only for one class uh, able to be equipped on all classes. And people were freaking out because it was like raising the market value and stuff. <laughs> um, and I added him and I was like, hey man, can you like make the danger all class? That would be awesome. And he said that he would, he, he wanted to get around to it, but I don't think he got around to it. I don't know if he even oh, plays TF2 anymore. Darn. But yeah, I missed out on that opportunity, unfortunately. But um, what was I going to say? Oh, I I wish that the um, Dragonborn helmet was all class because I I like that helmet a lot, and I wish it was not just for the heavy. Yeah, it yeah. seems like it could be. It'd be a good yeah. soldier hat. It would be a great soldier hat. Yeah. Yeah, I'm wearing the uh, I forget the name of it. You probably know the actual name of it, but I'm wearing the Milkman hat because I just think that Americans don't get enough calcium, and it's just kind of like my little <laughs> bit of outreach. Honestly, I think that just shows your veteran status in TF2 because the Milkman set used to be uh, a good um, set to have. It gave you a stat bonus. It gave you like 25 yeah, more it. health. It gave you, a, wait, a hat gave you stat bonuses? 
Yeah. Yeah, they used to do that. Like there was a sniper one too, where if you had like the crocodile hat, the sh- the shield in the back, and then like the I forget what it's called, but like the the piss dart gun, then you you like couldn't be killed by headshots, something like that. Yeah. When did they? Change? You also couldn't kill people with headshots. When did they remove stat bonuses from hats? When people that- started complaining that the game was pay to win, which it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like- it was kind of trade to win because you could reasonably <laughs> sure get sure, those hats but pretty it, easily. It, yeah, it was definitely it didn't belong in the game. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad they. So, what's the it. difference between that and weapons? Is it that the hat is just extra and it replaces yeah, just nothing but a bonus? Hat. It's a lot harder to get a hat. Yeah. Hmm, okay. Weapons you can find by just playing. Oh, you can't find hats by playing. You can, but no, it's extremely can. rare. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the weird thing about TF2 is like everyone equates hats with TF2, but in terms of the drop rate, at least back when I was really into it, hats are like a like when you get a hat in a random drop, it feels like oh chef's kiss but like there's so many hats that like it lessens the the emotional value of that to you when you really get into the hat trading because it's like they mean so little to you yeah in the economy but like when you're just playing to play like it feels amazing like oh my god i got this hat i mean i still feel like oh i won the lottery or something like i've only i've i mean i have more than eight thousand hours in tf2 at this (laughs) point and i uh i think i've only found a hat like maybe less than 10 times what yeah they they're very rare (laughs) that is so surprising to me yep why have you found a hat a lot uh i mean i only have i think like somewhere around 600 hours in the game and i i would probably say i've found like similarly less than 10 probably not more than 10 yeah but sounds about right um yeah, I mean they are really rare. I mean, I, I distinctly remember a handful of times of me getting a hat because it was so hype. Yeah, um, I I got an un- unusual hat in a crate once. Nice, that was cool. I've only uncrated an unusual three times. Yeah, yeah, they're very cool. Yeah, and the unusuals are another another thing. But pod lore, uh, pod lore. I did create the TF2 Unusuals trading subreddit that is mostly abandoned, <laughs> but has like every six months, someone will like get confused and stumble in there and start, you know, trying to trade Unusuals. Yeah. So that's, that's one legacy that I have. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I get that a lot, actually, when I talk about Unusual hat trading. But uh, yeah, I think that just about wraps things up. Any any last thoughts? Any last words you want to want to shoot off into the nether? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, Matthew. Uh, no. Um, let me think. Do I have any <laughs> last takes that I want to sling? We're pausing for you, Dane. Did you see my meme? Uh, yeah, I've seen that before. <laughs> I'm trying to just post a shitty meme at the end of every. Yeah, check out this meme. <laughs> Does it mean yeah, you can't was... see audio scrubs? <laughs> Don't. You know hey, if you're only listening get... to the audio, uh, leave a comment. Oh, wait, you can't. <laughs> That's on. why they have to join our Discord. Uh, and when you join the Discord, you can you know check out our logo, like I am doing right now, and tell me, should we get a new logo? Should we not? If you want to meet my dad, my dad's in the Discord. Uh, shout out at Jalexis, I think his name is. Uh... Yeah, that about wraps it up for me. Um, and of course, everybody, listeners, consumers of all sorts of this content, uh, this has been the Motion Pixels podcast. I have been and continue to be 
August Meyer. August, say goodbye. Goodbye. Matthew, my lovely co-host, say goodbye. Bye. And Dane, Kevin, Cook, say goodbye. Bye-bye. And theme song. Finished. Spy. <laughs> I hate it when spy sap my sentry.